Jerusalem and to find them all exuberant about his coming, but then he also knew that uh, they would reject him as well as they did many others of uh, the prophets and those that came to them before, the messengers of God. So pray with me for a moment that God would speak to our hearts and touch us tonight with his word because that is the main thing we want uh, to happen for us this evening. So let's pray. Lord God, we thank you once again for your goodness, your mercy, for your loving kindness that you have so graciously shown to us. And we ask God that you would bless your word tonight. Amen. That your word would be anointed, that our ears would hear what you would speak to us, that our heart would be open to what you would speak to us. Help us to receive your word with gladness tonight and help us, Lord God, as we walk with you on a daily basis. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody out there say amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Palm Sunday, uh, this Sunday before Easter, it's a, a religious holiday. Uh, a lot of people are, are struggling with trying to, uh, you know, commemorate these holidays uh, not being together, uh, but we are uh, still together in spirit and uh, still able to uh, converse with you on the scripture, which is very important. And uh, with this re religious holiday, uh, you look at this in the scripture that commemorates the triumphal uh, entry of Jesus into Jerusalem uh, in the days uh, before the crucifixion. And when Jesus came into Jerusalem, and I'm sure you have read this often, especially this time of year, uh, they cried out, Hosanna, amen, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Hosanna just simply means save now or save I, pray thee, uh, or keep or preserve. And it was a common custom in many lands in the ancient uh, Middle East to cover in some way the path of someone thought to be worthy of the highest honor uh, with branches and with leaves and so on and so forth. And all the Gospels report that people gave Jesus this honor. You look at Matthew, you look at Mark, and you look at Luke, uh, and they all reported as laying their garments and cut branches uh, uh, on the street. But John, the book of John is the only Gospel to specify or mention palm branches. The palm branch was a symbol of triumph. It was a symbol of victory. Uh, you can read about it in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles, and also in Revelation, the 7th chapter and verse 9. It simply states that after this I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne. And before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And because of this, the detail of the palm branches and the scene of the crowd that was greeting Jesus that day as he entered into Jerusalem and they were waving the palm branches and they were carpeting his pathway uh, with them uh, has given the day its name as we know it today as Palm Sunday. And the prophecy often quoted as having been fulfilled by the triumphal entry, it reads as follows, and when it says in Zechariah 9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. 
Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on the foal or the foal of a donkey. And so we look at that celebratory time and that, that triumphant entry uh, of Jesus and receiving that, that uh, uh, praise and, and as, as he entered in Jerusalem. But I would like to look beyond that tonight uh, into verse 41. Amen. I want to take you someplace where we find Jesus that is weeping over Jerusalem. And in verse 41, the Bible simply says that he beheld the city. Amen. He looked at beautiful Jerusalem, that, that breathtaking view of all the pomp and pageantry and, and the festival of the occasion. And, and he looked at the splendor and the awe of this great city. But Jesus saw beyond the outward exuberance and excitement and the appearance of things on that day. He saw beyond the facade of that city and the people, beyond the pomp and the pageantry and all the different things that were going on. He saw beyond that outward appearance and, and what he sees makes him weep, makes him cry. He sees the spiritual condition of a city and the spiritual condition of his people. He wept because the people did not understand the significance of what was going on that day. They did not understand who he was, nor why he had come to this earth. It was his people that rejected him and crucified him. Little did they know that the excitement of this day a man was going to turn into a, a crowd that was whipped into a frenzy uh, uh, just a few days later that would be crying, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Amen. I'm here to tell you tonight that God sees beyond, amen, what we have on the outside when we might uh, 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 be uh, uh, showing something uh, uh, different uh, than what we, that's what really behind us. Uh, amen. I believe that sometimes uh, Jesus looks at our lives and I believe he weeps. Amen. Sometimes he is grieved. Amen. Because our spiritual condition, amen, gets us in a place where many times we may reject him or we don't give him our all. Right? Amen. That sometimes we would rather live for self than live for him. Or sometimes we would rather be selfish instead of selfless. Amen. Or maybe we would rather live for the world than live for the kingdom of God. These are things that makes, amen, Jesus sad, if I can say it that way, for the simplest of terms. And I wonder if he is grieved at what he sees in our lives today. Now, I will tell you this, in this day and time right now with what's going on, I believe it's got a lot of people shook up, and I thank God for it. Amen. I believe there's people that are thinking about God today. I, I looked at a picture today uh, uh, when I was uh, scrolling through the news uh, of a, uh, uh, a group of nurses uh, on top of a hospital as they took a little time out to go and pray. And I, I, I see those things like that, and it stirs my heart. 
Because you know what? A lot of people, uh, uh, they, they believe in the Lord and they believe in, in salvation and they believe in walking with God. Amen. But sometimes uh, it takes people to get to this kind of, of a moment. Uh, amen. To really reflect and understand. Uh, amen. That there is a God that we do really need to lean on. Uh, amen. In times like this. Uh, Amen. And the children of Israel at this day and time, uh, they, they looked at Jesus. They were happy to see him. They were yelling, Hosanna. Amen. Save us. Amen. And they, they were going through all of those things. Amen. The, the pomp and the pageantry. Amen. But Jesus knew what was going to end, how this thing was going to end. Amen. By the end of the week. Amen. Jesus sees beyond the outward appearance of things. Man looks on the outside, but God looks on the inside. He sees beyond the outward in a church. Amen. He knows our deeds. Amen. He knows what goes on in his church. Amen. And what doesn't go on as well. He sees beyond the outward in our lives. The facade that hides the inward sin. The smile that hides the inward tears. The face that hides the inward pain. Amen. I want you to know this evening uh, that he not only sees beyond uh, the outward. Uh, amen. But I believe that God cares about whatever pain you're going through right now. He sees our pain. Uh, he sees our heartache. Uh, amen. He sees our sorrow. Amen. Because he looked at Jerusalem uh, and as it was covered with all uh, the excitement of the day. Amen. He beheld the city uh, and the Bible says and he wept over it. Jesus' primary concern was over the sin and the rejection of his people. You see, when you read that scripture and you see what all it implies, he understood that in verse 42, 42 when he talked about peace, amen, it was just another way of expressing what salvation implies. The city that was inject was was reject was was there that that received him that day uh, rejected God's uh, messengers uh, uh, many times before over the years, uh, and he understood and discerned that this was the ch last chance for them. And so we see his concern. Do you know that sin brings pain? All the way from the first sin in the Garden of Eden. Uh, when you read the story, every act of disobedience brings pain. All sin has negative consequences. There's going to be guilt. There's going to be shame. You're going you're to find yourself in places where you will say to yourself, why are you doing this? As we've said many times before, sin will always take you further than you want to go. Sin won't stop you off at a convenient place. But sin will always take you where you don't want to go. And the scripture tells us that the soul that sinneth, it dies. So we cannot sin, as some put it, and win. You can't sin and win. Repentance is a turning away from sin and a turning to God. Amen. It's, it's, it's a turning like 180 degrees. It's, a, it's an about face. It's when you turn. You transition and you decide that you're not going to live the way you have been living and you're going to turn your heart and your focus on the things of God. C.S. Lewis said this, Pain is not good in itself. What is good in any painful experience 
is for the sufferer, his submission to the will of God, and for the spectators, the compassion aroused, and the acts of mercy to which it leads. Once again, he sees beyond the outward appearance, and he cares about our pain. Amen. And he knows not just what he sees, but he sees also the potential that is in each and every one of us. I want you to know right where you're sitting tonight, amen, that you have potential. I also want you to know that whatever you're going through right now, you have a God that understands and sees, amen, and he is there, and all you got to do is call on his name. Amen. His name is above every name. Amen. And I believe tonight, just as they've been singing, amen, if you will just call on the name of the Lord, amen, he will answer your prayer. Why? Because he sees beyond your outward man or humanity, and he sees the pain. He sees what's going on in your life, and he's just waiting for that chance for you, amen, to stop for a moment and just say, Lord, I need your help. He knows our potential. I believe everybody's got some kind of potential. Verse 42, he said, he said to them, he said, if you, even you had only known. Oh, what Jerusalem might have been. What city could they have been a blessing? But instead, because of their actions, they became a city of war. And a city of grief. What potential for the city of God. But now. Now what. Amen. I want us all to know this evening. That Jesus knows. Our full potential. He doesn't look at what you are. So much as he looks. At what you and I. Can become. And we all know. That it may not be something. But possible within our own selves. But we know that with Christ, all things are possible. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to your neighbor if you got one right there, your husband, your wife, your kids, and tell them right now, amen, that all things are possible with Christ Jesus that strengtheneth us. Amen. I believe that tonight. Amen. I believe that tonight. Amen. We see this and we see the picture of the Lord being overcome with that emotion. Amen. Understanding what was coming down the pike. Amen. And he said, this is the day. In other words, there's still time to repent. Amen. But Jesus knew that, that, that many of them, if not a majority of them, were never going to take advantage of it. Amen. That's why when I know, when I, when I sing about the blood or sing about, amen, what he's done for me, uh, amen, I understand what it might have been. I understand where my life could be today, amen, if it was not, amen, for the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Where would I have been? Amen. As the old song says, and I sing it every now and then, where would I be if Jesus didn't love me? Where would I be if Jesus didn't care? Where would I be if he hadn't sacrificed his life? Oh, but I'm glad, I'm so glad he did. Amen. And I tell you tonight, each and every one of us, amen, need to look at the Lord. Amen. Lift up our eyes, lift up our hands, and just let the Lord know that you're thankful. Amen. For what He has done. Amen. For the possibility and the possible things that can come to place in your life. Why? Because of Jesus Christ. Amen. I look every now and then what could have been and what can be. Amen. Thank God for it. I know. I know He knows. 
what you and I can achieve. Amen. I know he knows that. And uh, you and I need to be to the place on this Palm Sunday where we never underestimate the power of God. Never underestimate him and always have faith and trust in him and understand that even on this Palm Sunday, even though we can't be together, amen, that peace which passes all understanding is in our midst. It is with us. The power of God is here. Just trust in him. Have faith in him. Believe in him. And let God reach into the innermost part of your being and let you feel his touch and his power. Amen. Say praise the Lord right where you're at. I wonder today, you know, have you ever said, the, you know, something's happened in your life and you say, uh, man, I blew it or I've blown it. Things are different now. Amen. Maybe we do blow it every now and then. Maybe we do fall on our face every now and then. Maybe we have sinned. Maybe we have made mistakes. Maybe we have fallen short in our walk with God. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, get over that real quick and say, you know what? I may have blew it, but I have a God that can forgive me of my sin and put me back on the right track. One man wrote, if you feel that you have no, no faults, that makes another one. If you feel you have no faults, that makes another one. You're not perfect. Amen. You're not perfect. None of us are perfect. That's why we need Jesus in our lives. That's why we need his covering. That's why we need to be, uh, amen, uh, uh, mentored, if I can say, by his word and by his uh, presence. Amen. Some of us need to get back in this race and run this race like never before. I'm hoping what's going on in the world today will shake us up. I'm hoping that you and me and everybody else will begin to think, you know what, I've kind of fell off a little bit. I'm going to pick up the pace. I'm going to get back in this race and I'm going to run, amen, with diligence and I'm going to, I'm going to run after the things of God. Amen, because I know we're living in the last days and we know, we don't know when, but we know that he's going to come for his church and we must be ready. I want to be found doing the will of God and I hope you do too. I believe God has a great future ahead for us, even in the midst of this pandemic, even in the midst of this virus, amen, and the news every day and the things that you read and, and you see the people that are losing their lives and you're praying, God, Amen. Give us, give us the strength and the power and the presence. Uh, amen. Be in our midst to help us along the way. Friends and family and people that you know, amen, may have it. Amen. But I'm here to tell you tonight, amen, that God still has a great future for each and every one of us. Uh, amen. Understand that tonight. A great future, amen, is ahead of us. Uh, Amen. It beats on. Amen. There's a, there's a, you know, when you talk about the future, amen, I want to live for the future. The past is the past. Amen. We can look at that and dwell on the past. You might have good memories, but you might have a lot of bad memories. But what I'll tell you tonight is I'm looking into the future. I'm looking into the future. Amen. I'm believing God for great things. Amen. I'm believing God's going to touch his church and the church is going to do great things. Praise God. Amen. He sees beyond us and beyond our, our appearance. Like that old song says, he looks beyond our faults. 
and solve my needs. Praise God. He cares about our pain. He knows about our full potential. And also, lastly, Jesus desires to give us peace in our lives. In Luke 19 and verse 42, he simply said, If thou hast known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. Peace! It's like the old song we sing, peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit. That's the thing I want, to, I want God to do tonight is to sweep over us, the ones that are here in this physical building right now, and those of you that are home right now or wherever you might be, that God would just sweep over us with His presence and let His peace just kind of be ushered in through our, our praise and our worship as we talk unto the Lord. Peace, peace, wonderful peace. What a great word, peace. Everybody longs for peace, longs for peace. Worlds and governments chase after it. They talk about peace. They long for peace. The Bible says they're going to say peace, peace, but then sudden destruction. Jerusalem, when you look at the great city of Jerusalem, means city of peace. But war for Jerusalem was waiting in the wings. When you read verse 33 and verse, 30, verse 43 and verse 44, and you read history and you see that Titus and the fulfillment of this prophecy as it came to pass. Why? Why? Why did this have to happen? Simply because God's people had rejected him. But Jesus came to his disciples one, one day and spoke these words. In John the 14th chapter, verse 26 and verse 27. He said, but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And verse 27 he says, peace I leave with you. I peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Give I unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard now I said unto you, go away. I go away and come again unto you. You see, I believe tonight that Jesus wants us to have peace in our lives, even in the midst of what's going on around us. I believe that Jesus wants us to have peace. And I believe that he wants us to have the kind of peace that only he can give. Because if you're trying to depend on the peace of the world, they can't give you that peace. But you know what? When you talk to the Lord, when you lean on Him, when you trust in Him, when you have faith in Him, you can lay your head down on a pillow at night and know that the Lord is with you. Oh, hallelujah. I believe that tonight. I believe that tonight. I believe Jesus wants us to have peace in our lives. Charles Wesley writes, I rest beneath the Almighty's shade. My griefs expire. My troubles cease. Thou, Lord, on whom my soul is stayed, wilt keep me still 
in perfect peace. Safety consists not in the absence of troubles. We're going to have them. But safety consists in the presence of God. You see, peace that Jesus gives is not the absence of trouble. We're going to have trouble. We're going to have tests. We're going to have trials. Things are going to come our way. There's going to be burdens to bear. There's going to be situations that will happen in our lives that we may not understand. But peace that Jesus gives is that confidence that He is with you always. He is that friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He is that help in a time of need. He is that one that's there. As we said, the song says, He's our bread when we're hungry. He's our water when we're thirsty. He's our shelter in a time of storm. That's who He is. And that's what He wants to be in our lives on this Palm Sunday he wants to have us to have that kind of peace. Let me say it again. He sees beyond our outward humanity and how we may conduct ourselves. He cares about our pain, the pains that we cover up so many times, and even the full potential that we have that many times we lack faith in. He longs to give us peace in our lives. I wonder tonight as our praise team comes back to sing for just a little while. I wonder tonight if where you're at in your home that you can maybe make that couch or that chair or maybe uh, you just want to raise your hands where you're at. Say to God, this is time to pray. It's time to pray for our, 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 our families. It's time to pray for our cities. It's time to pray for our state, our nation, and our world as we go through uh, this time and this hour of need. Amen. And realize tonight that you and I, through us, we can call on the name of Jesus and God can minister to those that are around us that really don't know what's going to happen from day to day. And I pray for you that are watching tonight, amen, on this live broadcast, that you yourself will find a place if you need God, that you would say, you know what, Lord, uh, in, in the midst of my fear, in the midst of uh, uh, this uh, situation that's going on, this pandemic, uh, God, I want to open my heart to you uh, and have faith in you. Uh, it's not too late to call on the name of the Lord. It's not too late to call on the name uh, of Jesus. Uh, so we're going to sing right now. Would you just raise your hands wherever you are? And if you know the song they're singing, you want to join with them, Please, by all means, do. Uh, amen. Because just for just a little while right now, amen, let us sing uh, and let us rejoice uh, and let us talk to the Lord together right now as they sing. Jesus 